please join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending a warm Washington, D.C. vibration. So. Once again, another day, another episode, Black Broadway Podcast, man. Yo, it's been just a great time just receiving the impact and the feedback and the response from that Charged Up episode we did last week, man. Yo, shout outs to everybody that listened, everybody that tuned in, everybody that seen me on the streets and gave me any kind of commentary everything. It was all love, yo, for real, man. I appreciate that a lot. Everybody just keep rocking with Black Broadway. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep on bringing y'all this hot shit every week, week after week, and we flowing. We got a real good episode for y'all this week. We got a real interview with the OG members of the 2 Live crew. That's right, the original Don't Stop, Pop That, Booty Shake, all of that. Party Kingpins, they shut it down back in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and here they are in the 2015 talking to Black Broadway about their history and their relevance in the game and giving us some stories and some jewels. So stay tuned for that. But like I said, last week's episode, the Charged Up episode, went over real well with the public, and something else that went over well was the Charged Up Music Festival that took place at uh, Story Park in uh, Noma, Washington, D.C., Man, big shout-outs to Omar from Black Alley and Dez the Prez for pulling that whole thing together, man. That thing came off beautifully, A1, without a hitch, man, for real. Only thing next time, we're going to get the, we're going to have the whole city there next time, man, because that's what it deserved. Y'all had the right acts, y'all had the right setup, you had everything. Shout-outs to Jack Daniels for coming through with the Jacking for Beats deal. Shout-out to Sinatra. Good dude, man. Nice to meet the homie out there, man. Y'all just keep rolling with that project. Shout out to all the vendors, everybody that was over there. Hey, shout out to all my bartenders. Shout out to my boo, April. We'll see you over there getting that money. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody that had anything to do with Charged Up Festival that went down this past weekend in Washington, D.C., man. We're going to keep on bringing y'all exclusives and exclusive coverage of events like that for the culture, yo. Mike Will made it was there. He was killing it. Brought all the hits. He just reminded you dudes that you spent the last three or four fucking years partying to songs that he made. So he had to put that on the map, man. It was kind of, it was definitely an extra lit event. Shout out to all the up and coming journalists and writers and photographers and everybody in the media crew that was back there. We all getting to know one another. We all building something together, man. Shout out to everybody out there. I hope to work with a lot of y'all closely more in the future and just see y'all around, man. Let's keep on pushing, yo. For real, it's Black, Black, it's Black Broadway. It's D.C. 
It's what we do. So today is the day that I had to pull out the podcast. I had to drop this interview. It's Halloween, yo. I'm about to go out here and, and trick or treat and dab and whatever else is there to do, you know what I'm saying, on a Halloween night, you know what I'm saying. It's the first time in years. And I don't know, almost ever since my son was born and I'm not taking him trick-or-treating this year. His mom said she wanted to do it. She wanted to get involved. Okay, cool. You know, they used to be on that holy weed bullshit. I think they just eased up. I don't know. <laughs> I hope they I hope they caught themselves a break and let the young man have a Reese's or two and have some fun out there. Because it's really not that serious, you know what I'm saying? Just be safe. Don't take no... Razor blade apples or wooden nickels and be alright, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, it's Halloween week and we got a special treat, man. This is this is the Black Broadway treat right here. Episode two live crew interview, man. Two live crew was in town like a week or so a week or so ago for the Rock the Vote twenty fifth anniversary throwback Thursday concert. They were in town. And my good brother, Rodell, from Rock Solutions, set up the whole entire thing, man. Big shout out to Rock Solutions. Big shout out to Dell, man. Set up the whole thing. Put me in the right space, in the right room. And the interview with the original two live crew was dope, man. These was good dudes, man. It was good to talk to. They was dropping jewels. You know what I'm saying? It was really open, man. It was a good time, yo, for real. Me and Vito Bronson really immensely enjoyed ourselves in there, man. And then later on that evening, we found ourselves at the Throwback Thursday concert where Two Live Crew, of course, was rocking. We got to meet the legendary DMC from Run DMC. He was there. He was showing love, man. Good dude. He was there on the bill and also on the bill with the hometown talent, Light Show. My man, Light Show, 10th place. Check him out on Instagram, that piff, all of that, man. Check out my man, Light Show. He's tight out here, man. And his whole situation, he had his homies up there. They were killing it. DMC came from backstage to be like, oh, man, let me check this out. What is this? You know what I'm saying? And he was, like, really paying attention. I love to see that, like, a dude that's been rapping longer than all those dudes who was on stage been alive actually still came out and showed them love and checked out they said and was really into it, you know what I'm saying? It was a cool dude with everybody around, man. Took pictures, showed love, talked. Good dude, man, for real. Shout out to DMC, man, and shout out to Light Show, man. We want to see you win out here. So we behind that. Like, let's keep that pushing, man. So the Rock the Boat Throwback Thursday concert went down and went off without a hitch. It was a great event. There's a lot of footage of that online. Um... Got the L t-shirt, the censorship is un-American t-shirt. Get into that. Do the history on that, too. That's a dope little historical piece. And actually, Supreme kind of, like, ripped it off a little bit to do, like, the Supreme is un-American shirt. So if you ever seen that shirt, then draw the parallel between those two. It'll, it'll be an interesting educational experience, man. Yo, before I get into this and drop this two live crew interview, I got to send a big shout out to my main man, DJ Bo, for dropping off this crazy two live crew mix that we about to get into, and that's going to lead us right into this interview and let y'all know what Black Broadway is up to. Before you go, make sure you get online and check out blackbroadway.com, B-L-V-C-K-B-R-O-A-D-W-A-Y.com. Make sure you go to send us 
any kind of correspondence, any questions, any requests, any event submissions, go to Black Broadway, spell the same way, B-L-V-C-K Broadway at gmail.com. Just get at us, y'all. We on. Black Broadway, episode four, two live crew interview. Holla. What, what, guys, 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 come on, we gotta move on now. Crew, what's next? Yeah. Ah, two live crew. Pop that red coochie. Why is thing a pervert? Pop that coochie. <laughs>
brothers are good. It's all good. Absolutely. And it's man. Fresh Kid Ice. Don't bother me. Fresh Kid Ice. Don't ever let me drop it, man. Yeah, they Fresh introduced the old school way. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 80s style, yo. Fresh Kid Ice and Brother Marquise, man. Yo, so man, like I said, man, appreciate y'all for being in the building. Thank y'all so much for coming through. Welcome to Washington, D.C., man. I know this ain't oh, the first right. time by <laughs> no means, huh? Nah, it ain't the first time. It ain't going to be the last time. At man. all, man. How long y'all been coming to D.C., man? Man, since the 80s. Since the 80s, yeah. huh? Like, you remember your first time coming out here? Yes, I do. I remember you remember? Yeah. All right, yo, can you tell us a little bit about, like, man, it was a long time ago, man. Yeah, tell it was, us. It was, it was real nice. But I had came here before because one of my friends, before I got into the business, uh-huh. and uh, one of my friends was from here, so okay. he came. And so he you came me. out to visit yeah, and stuff? Yeah, like, like early, like, 80s. Okay. Yeah, we went to the D.C. Armory. We was listening to go-go music. All right. This is the first time that, that I'm going to be here without going to the Florida Grill. <laughs> oh, man, right you're not going to make it to Florida Avenue yeah, Grill, yeah, man? It's so, still there. You it's still there, yeah. <laughs> they, they rocking every day. <laughs> they not playing around the Florida Avenue Grill, man. But, yo, man, y'all back in the city. And tell us a little bit more about what brought you here and what, what brought you guys back to D.C., um, the 25th anniversary okay. of Rock the Boat, you know, okay. which is very special to us, you know, because Absolutely. back in the 80s or late 80s, early 90s, you know, when um we got arrested for, the, you know, the obscenity the stuff. The legendary you know? Supreme Court case. You know what I'm saying? In, in Broward County and everything. Mm-hmm. It was the sheriff and also the governor of mm-hmm. Florida that, you know, put some heat on us, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, and it was up to the people mm-hmm. to, you know. To come to, out and, 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 and rock the boat. And, and represent, to <laughs> get them out of office. It's a tool I could stand still. You Absolutely. Know? So y'all were there from the beginning of this organization? Like, the organization Rock the Vote was behind you guys in that particular instance as well? Yeah, I, I believe everything, you know, started from there, you know. Really? Okay. You know, and, and it... And it came through throughout the years, you know, okay. and it means a lot because it's the hip-hop generation that pushes this thing. Yeah, I grew up in Rock the Vote. That's all I know. One of the main reasons I was really pressed to vote when I turned 18, like, right. the whole campaign was real impactful to me, you know what I'm saying? Growing up, knowing about the legacy of Two Live Crew and how y'all stood for something, like how y'all made it possible for cats to get on records and say whatever they wanted to, you know what I'm saying, for whatever purpose. And, I mean, that was important. Exactly. And, you know, and and that's one of our basic rights, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? First Amendment, man. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, you know, no censorship. Absolutely. You know, and do what you got to do. You know, you have a a right to choose if you want to listen to Two Live Crew or you don't want to listen to Two Live Crew. You have your choice, you know, and everybody deserves that choice. Facts, man. That's right. You know. We won that case in the Supreme Court Y'all for, did. for all of these rappers. You know, for worldwide. All Tell them. You did it for really music. Is. You did it for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So they can for express rappers, themselves. The music the culture. <laughs> for the culture, like we said. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> for the culture. For real, man. So, yo. Like we said, like, there's a lot of younger listeners, man, that don't really know the legacy of Two Live Crew, man. Tell, tell us a little bit about, tell our listeners out here, a little bit about, like, the early days of Two Live Crew, man, how everything kicked off. Man, um, Two Live Crew started on March Air Force Base. 
<laughs> back in 1984. Whoa. Yeah, June. On the Air Force Base yeah. in 84. <laughs> yeah, March Air Force Base, Riverside, California, June 1984. That's uh-huh. when I got there. Mr. Mix was already there. Amazing V was already okay. there. And, you know, we kind of kicked it because we, we were the ones that were into rap and into the culture okay. and so forth. So, you so, know, and then, you know, we grew along and we created two live crew. 84, that's early in hip-hop culture. So how how long before that, were you a rapper before that? And this is Fresh Kid Ice right here talking. Like, were you into rap, like, long before that? Like, yeah, when, when in, you, in the 70s, because I, I was born in Trinidad. Okay. Right, and I came right. to Brooklyn. Wow. Back in 77. You know how heavy D.C. is with Trinities, man? D.C. <laughs> is a Trinity town. Yeah, I know that. I got family here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> of course you do. Wow. So, yo, man, you was originally from Trinidad. You was born in Trinidad. Right. Okay, you grew yeah. up where? I grew up in Trinidad a little bit, okay. and then in the day after the blackout in New York, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I came to move to Brooklyn. That's big. There was a documentary about that recently. How yo the summer sound? It was crazy. They was talking <laughs> about how many people left New York and never came back after that blackout. The shit was so real. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So you was in that, right? Like, then, you, then where did you go? Right. I was in Brooklyn all that time. Went to high school in Brooklyn okay. and, you know, doing my summer jobs and all stuff right. like that, you know. All right. Got introduced to the culture, you know, okay. and so forth. Because you know, get with you. Yeah, you know, because I used to live right in that melting pot around church, Utica, all that okay. stuff, you know. So, so you, was, you was immersed in it. You saw the breakers and all that kick off. Like, because right. that's what a lot of people don't understand. Even though Two Live Crew, it represent like a certain brand of, of hip hop it's hip hop it's, it's hip hop right. culture this is real so like you got you, you grew up in this hip hop culture you was heavily influenced brother Marquise was your like upbringing the same would you grow up kind of like into hip hop culture too <clears throat> always always you okay had all of the songs you know went <laughs> right. and researched and got all of the Stop. new records so y'all go back to like the Grandmaster Kaz days oh, y'all was man. like fans of oh, the Cold Crush and dudes Cold like that Rush. y'all was fans of dudes like Fantastic that Fantastic Four okay. all of that Busy okay. B big all of that. Oh, give shout out to Busy B here around here somewhere, too. <laughs> okay, shout out to Busy B. For real, uh, Busy B still out here? Moving he's in Maryland, yeah. He's okay. Maryland. Yeah, there's um, Marquis B out here, too. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got into it. I got into it because it's always play records. See, my mom, my mom's had, you know, a, a, a real nice record collection and, you know, with vinyl and 45s. Mm-hmm. I was always, you know, Putting stuff on the stereo, the big component sets that we had. <laughs> that floor unit yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like furniture. Yeah, yeah, take this whole wall. Right, that was whole wall unit. <laughs> when I had moved to uh, California, before I had met them, I had made my first record okay. when I was in the ninth grade. And by the second, junior. All right. So by the time I graduated from high school and got with these guys, you know. Okay. I was performing with some of the rappers that I was listening to, like okay. Run DMC, LL Cool J. Wow. Fat boys. Uh, okay. you know, I was on stage. You was on the same bill with yeah, these brothers. Yeah, on the same bill with, with those guys. And, you know, right. I owe a lot of that to them because Amazing V, unfortunately, you know, he removed himself from the group. So they put me in and uh, we went to Florida. And, um, <laughs> That's how we, it The rest we, is history. We made, yeah. We <laughs> exactly. History. We made history. So it's always a good thing, you know, to be, so, you know, out with someone, you know, but like Chinaman, you know, for all of these years. Yo, y'all been it's rolling... Great. For what over 25 30 years now, <laughs> y'all been rolling tight, man. Yo, it's so okay. So, 
it's so crazy because I'm listening to this story and I'm hearing y'all talking a lot about like you know California. I hear New York in the mix, right. but what we know too loud crew for is Miami. We know y'all can represent the MIA and wear those fire ass starter jackets. Yeah, that Miami starter jacket that you had. You can't forget the girls with the moves. Oh, we can't forget the girls, man. We can't forget the girls with the original thongs. Like, I'm a young boy. That's the first time I ever seen the thong. (laughs) One or two loud crew records. I was like, oh, shit. This this changed my life right here. What's going on? So, yo, man, tell us how y'all got to Miami. How How did Miami happen? Well, Miami, see, we were, um, we had our own label. Okay. On the West Coast called Fresh Beat Records. It was distributed through Macola Records, right? Uh-huh. And the, Macola used to distribute like Egyptian Lover, the Ice-T Records, the World Class okay. Wrecking Crew, and they even distributed NWA, which came a little bit after us. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, we... I had just got out of the service. Mr. Mitch was already out. Marquise okay. was out. Okay. Right? We already had recorded um, our first single together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which was different. You know, this is our third record, but wow. our first single, which, you know, we decided to put, to, to start Luke Records, Luke Skywalker Records okay. with, which was Throw the D and um, okay. Ghetto Bass. Okay. And that's what... So that's when y'all hooked up with Luke. Well, we had hooked up with him before because he was a promoter and a DJ that was playing our Ah, record. Oh, okay. Right? And he became friendly with the group, you know? And then later on, you know, we didn't want to stay on the West Coast because it was a different type type of of vibe, vibe, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when we kept coming down to Miami. Having fun. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a different thing because it was more of a melting pot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. with the cultures. You being know what I'm being Trini, I'm sure you right. can appreciate that heavily, like, you know, island influence. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, and and it was a something different at the time. And, and right. what we did, we we merged the sounds together. Okay. And it you know, and Mr. Mix put the beat together and everything. So around what year is this? What we, this was eighty six. 86? Okay. Yeah, like okay. February of 86. Dang, man. Let's take it. Well, I didn't even know that it went back this far. You know, yeah. I, when I think about Two Live Proof for real, you know, the people in my generation, we think about like the 90s, like 91, 92, <sighs> like 1990, 91, 90, maybe 89. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 89, 89, 89, 89 me, so horny came. Right, exactly. Like 89, <laughs> 90, 91. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, it's like, it's so interesting to hear that this goes back so far. So, you and Marquise, you guys are in Miami together at this right, time, right? And Mr. Mix. And, and Mr. Mix. Mix. Right. Okay, so we, we brought the, the whole group group. down, right? Yeah, we Luke was something separate. Luke was basically our manager, right? Okay. You know, and at that time, we decided since we already had a, um, a distribution deal with McCola Records on the West Coast for Fresh Beat Records, which was two live crew owned independent label, uh-huh. we decided to start. Luke Skywalker Records on the East Coast. Okay. You understand? So okay. to, to break ties with the Macola Records. Okay. And have it separate. Okay. So that's where that started with the single. You okay. know, that because a lot of people don't know that single, um, the Throw the D and the Ghetto Bass, which was A and B side, mm-hmm. only cost like about $230 some dollars to, to make. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. And it launched a record company. A that, whole record company. And, and, 
in 86 when we came down there the record started popping and then mm. it just kept going and going and going because you know the the kids that that went to the colleges and stuff mm-hmm. it was all underground where they'll take it okay and take it to their different schools and they right. would get so y'all started that buzz like from the ground up like right got and, and, buzz, exactly because mm-hmm. it was a new movement right you know and we wouldn't get airplay, right. so, you know. So where did y'all, like, perform at? Was it mainly in Florida? Was it mainly a Florida thing, or did it go? Basically, once it started hitting the record pools and stuff uh-huh. like that, it started going everywhere. Everywhere. So yeah. Two and, Live Crew was everywhere. Right. And then we released the album in December of 1986, which is Two Live is What We Are, which okay. became a gold album wow. without a video, without... Yeah, that video yeah, boys would go yeah, to '86. <laughs> Y'all nope. have a gold records in '86. Nope. That's big, man. First you know what I'm saying? We had the fifth gold record in the whole industry. So, <laughs> wow. yeah. was like fourth. Right. That, that was a big deal that's for rappers to go gold. And it was all independent. All, wow. independent. Yeah. all independent. Yeah, we used to even store records in our apartment. And so, so, so on the low. I mean, I'm just saying, y'all was in. We were more at that time investing in the That's company. Big. You Tell know these young saying? boys that for real. We were investing in the, in the company because mm-hmm. basically we would live our, off our show money. Right. right? And the, I think the first time we took money from the record label was when we got that, I took a check for like about five grand. We went and bought a little robe chains and a little cars <laughs> and stuff like that. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that label check, man. What y'all do with that label check? Nah, it was just a a little advance. Okay, you know, right. Because we we invested our money into That's the big. label, That's which was supposed to take care of us for the rest of our life. Because mm. we went through this on a handshake. Mm. We started a, a, a company... And basically everything on a handshake, no paperwork, no nothing. We were like, how, how would you say that worked out? We're going to get into this book, man. I walked into the room where, where uh, Kid Fresh Ice walked in the room. He had to be the Fresh Kid Ice Fresh party. Kid, right. My bad. I can't, I can't do it. I mean, I'm not I'm a 90s kid, man. <laughs> Yo, Fresh Kid Ice walked in. It had to be a heavy book. My Rise to Fame. Christopher Fresh Kid Ice. Man, this is a, a heavy book, so you know it's got stories in it. Mm-hmm. Just from these little snippets y'all giving us, man. So look, this is crazy. So I, what everybody really want to know about Two Live Crew and like what really brought y'all to the forefront was, man, the fans started swaying y'all at some point in time in your careers. Like y'all were in, 80, in 86, you were doing this, right? And the, records right. Were, the records were popping, you were getting noticed. When did the, when did the police... Getting your business and when did well throughout the years, I believe in different states and so forth. There were little incidents in different record stores and stuff like throughout the mm. south. Like in, it was some stuff in Alabama, right? Okay. I believe there was some other stuff in like, like different Bible in, belt. in the Bible Belt. Yeah, right? that Bible Belt. I yeah. remember one time we. Had to perform, right? The sh- we were in in Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. Remember when when the sheriff <laughs> Lattimore was with us, and we had to fly on the little plane. 
and because <laughs> we're doing two shows in one night, right? And um, the thing was, we were cussing on on record. Mm-hmm. We were like, came up to the manager and say, um, "Y'all ain't gonna be cussing like that, no boy." He said, "Well, sir." Um, you don't want to hear the next record. <laughs> <laughs> we should just go ahead and stop now. We should go ahead and pack it up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So the manager telling me, saying, well, okay, yeah, I got to cut it because you ain't playing that song here. Because the next song was We Want Some Pussy. <laughs> oh, it was, going, it was only going up from there. Stop it. So at this time, like, is, is, is Luke on the road with y'all? Is it like Two Live Crew? And- yeah, yeah, Luke was... At that time, was our hype man. Okay, right. You know, he'll get out there and do the chants. And That's stuff what he like do. That, right. He was never. Y'all are rappers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because for real, when it, when you think about even like me so horny, which we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to that whole phase of y'all career. But like, when you think about those songs, like y'all are the rappers on those songs. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Luke is in, in the cat being Luke, like which is what he does. <laughs> but. Y'all are kicking the birds. Like, I was actually listening to the joint the other night, and I was like, yo, what the fuck with this birds, man? <laughs> it was a classic. But, like, y'all on the road, and the, and the police, are, the obscenity charges, or I guess, that's what the charge was right. at the time, obscenity. Right. So, like, that's starting to mount up. Is that, like, helping or hurting your career? Like, honestly. Like... Well, at, at, at some point, it, it helped because... Um, it was, what they say, um, the attention, mm-hmm. right, the um, yeah, right. it was Good free publicity, publicity. Was yeah, publicity yeah, at that yeah. time, huh? right, free, <laughs> free right, right. And, I was just doing what you do, huh, <laughs> but you know, we were getting hassled by the police yeah. at our shows and so forth, yeah. they'll ask for extra insurance and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so they, they try so to the make it hard, cost more, yeah, yeah. So they try to make it harder on the promoters. Yeah, okay, okay. But even still, y'all, nationwide tour, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. So it couldn't stop nothing, for real, for real. Right. So, like, okay, so talk about the buildup and talk about, like, the incident or the incidents that led up to, like, y'all being actually arrested at the show in Florida and, like, having this case. That's when um, Jack Thompson came into play also. Jack Thompson? Who's Jack Thompson? That's this this cat, um, you know. He he'll go out, challenged all the um, the people to say that the record was obscene. Oh man, like one of those yeah. like see Dolores Tucker, yeah, right. Calvin Butts type, or one of their predecessors, Tipper Gore type. Exactly. Hey man, fuck y'all. <laughs> like, you know, so, all that happened, you know what I'm saying? And he brought it up to the the sheriff and all that to stuff in Broward County when the guy got arrested for selling the record, um, okay. Charles Freeman. Okay, the owner of the record store. store right. Okay. Yo, so is it is it real that, that Luke and Two Live Crew created the parental advisory, like, warning or, like... Yep. The, yeah. Y'all, y'all created that, huh? Like, yeah. Y'all, was, y'all records were the first records to have that on them. Right, because what we did um, on the next, after the um, the two live is what we are mm-hmm. on the move something album, mm-hmm. we started recording dirty and clean. Oh, okay. Right, so they had the um, the clean version 
the, the sticker on the clean version. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't the, the full thing, but it'll say, you know, sell to so-and-so, you know. Oh, okay. It, was, it wasn't it was like the black and white sticker that we come to know. Right. Just but say. It, it was going that direction. Right. It okay. was taking it to the Okay. Direction, it was taking so. a turn there. So, right. So this record shop owner gets, he gets arrested? Right. For selling the record? Yeah. Wow. So... He gets arrested for selling the record. Then what's the blowback on y'all? What happens then? What comes with well, you guys? It, you know, just more publicity. And right. <laughs> right. And then they started, you know... Um, People started getting curious. They right. They going out buying a record. More yeah. record owners want to get arrested. Record shop owners probably want to get arrested. And right. Then, and yeah. then they were banding it in, in, in more record stores. More record mm-hmm. stores. Like, getting and, and then they... People wow. go, go sell it and buy it and wow. sell it and give it to their kids or... The, the uncles and stuff would, would get crazy. it to the kids and so on. You know, they find a way to get it. That's crazy. And, and throughout all of this stuff, you know, we were still going gold. Right. <laughs> and you building fans, no, because it's not like it's trash. It's not like it was whack. Like, it was good. Like, it was just that some, they, some people had never heard before. People wasn't used to that type of raw, like, that's what a party sound like. Right. To me, that's what I always felt like. Like in every era, like in the nineties, even in these late two thousand, whatever that, that that music that y'all make is what what a good time, what a party sound. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like because that was our whole concept. Yeah. Two Live Crew. The concept was to take you away for a few minutes or f- for a couple hours, right. away from your problems. Because no you know, at that time, you know, you're right. Everybody had problems, so right. but, you know, if we could take you away from that for a little bit and make you laugh or whatever, like I say, yeah. we, we achieved our goal. That's you know true. So, yeah, y'all don't make like contemplative music. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all make the type of stuff you gonna sit down and be like, when you hear two live crew song, you ain't think about nothing, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then it's over, and you're like, all right, back to life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yo, like and you, you said, not, you, you wouldn't hear a KRS One record. <laughs> um, mixed in with, with ours. No, no, that's, that, that's not the set. That's not, that's, DJs don't do that. That's, that's, not, that's not a set list I did. <laughs> so, so look, like, we got to get back to the story because, like, cats don't know, man. Like, so the record shop only get arrested, right? Then the police are starting to show up at y'all shows now in more force, right? What happened the night that they came in, arrested y'all, took y'all off the stage. Well, we got hired by um, a club promoter to perform at Club Futura in Broward County. Uh-huh. Hollywood. Right, yeah, Hollywood, Florida. Uh-huh. Which the club now is no more. Yeah. Futura, is that a big, I think it's still, it's still popping, right? They had undercovers in there. They had a lot of <laughs> undercover police in there. And there was oh. one, it was like two of them I remember particularly. It was a lady and it was a man, and they were getting smashed. Yeah, they, mm. they were drinking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> lady had, she had, lady had a rack on her. We were all drunk. And I'm dancing and partying with the lady. You know, she had a little rack on her. And uh, apparently she had the tape recorder, you know, in, oh, in, my her, in the rack some kind of way. Right. Right. Of course. And, uh, right. and when we got to the courtroom, when, when we went on trial for that, you know what I'm saying? The, the, oh, they uh, got all the audio. Yeah, the audio wasn't that good. <laughs> the audio wasn't that good. You know what I mean? The audio, yeah. Hard. The audio <laughs> wasn't that good. And then she had to testify. She all was right. drinking. And she was <laughs> drinking, right? Like, we all saw you. Yeah. We bought you drinks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we left when we left that night, they were going south. I was going north. Mm-hmm. So they got stopped by the police. Yeah. I was going north on 95. So oh, and Luke man. and myself got arrested and that night. Okay, so and he got away. And you, yeah, and I got, got away. <laughs> he got away that night, but he had to turn himself in. Exactly. I was, I was riding dirty. I got away. <laughs> hey, you, did, you did it right. Hey, I always hey, like to man. be that guy that gets to hear about too. the story. I don't want to be the dude in it. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Yeah, so. They was beeping me talking about I got to turn myself in. I'm like, <laughs> Catch me if you can, like you know, you got to be in the picture, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's really what it was, you know what I'm saying? Yo, so y'all got now y'all got a case. Now y'all got a case. And what's the charge? What's the what's the charges? Obscenity. Um, obscenity. obscenity. Yeah, because that night, but we went in there. <laughs> you went hard that yeah. night. <laughs> we had our lo- the lawyers and everybody was ready to bail us out as as we got arrested because we expected it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so okay. they came bailed us out and stuff like that. So, and then, then simulating sexual acts. Oh, right. And then yeah. the next morning, we had a... Wow, this is pa- what the paperwork say, huh? <laughs> wow. Yo, you ain't... Sodomy. You know, exactly. You ain't never read no better fiction than a police report. Like, you, you read a police report... You'll be like, wow, this shit is incredible. <laughs> you know, yeah, that yeah. should be a cold lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this is the case that they give y'all now. So when you go through, uh, I guess this goes straight to uh, circuit court in Florida, right. right? So this is in a high court in Florida. Do what? What? What's the outcome of the, the original case? They convicted you guys, right? Well, what did we have to do? We, um, we went, we pleaded, and... and oh, you and pleaded, so, okay. And, uh, you know, just say guilty, not guilty, you know what I'm saying, for now. Mm-hmm. And then they had to set up the um the trial date. Okay. So we, we were waiting on the trial date, but the next night, we had a show the next day in mm-hmm. um Phoenix mm-hmm. at the Celebrity Theater. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was with NWA. Yeah. Wow. That's what I was going to say. Like, all of this is real. Like, I don't know if y'all saw it. Did y'all see uh, Straight Outta Compton? Yeah. Yeah, like, all of this just sounds just like <laughs> what happened to them. You know what I'm saying? It was an all-out assault on rap. I'm old enough to remember when rap was not fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, yeah, like, it wasn't like rappers and Target ads. But, and but you see, you see the, the thing yeah. is, certain groups were targeted, just you know, cause. by the police, by mm-hmm. the, the feds and so forth. Because that's one of the things I'm gonna do is is request my the records of what they have on me. Yeah, your FBI file. Yeah, you know they got one. Yeah, I know. That. <laughs> yeah, you I know, know they got one. Yeah, I done heard stories from <laughs> other people of what they what they said. So, cause y'all in a position of y'all in a position of influence and power in the community, right? So if they feel like your influence is getting too great, and they're going to just immediately start keeping tabs on you. And of course, the pro- process is going to start yeah. to take you down. Yeah. And you see, the thing is, a lot of times, a lot of people think just because we were from Miami that we were using this rap thing to do other things. Oh, yeah. This is the this is the cocaine eighties, right? <laughs> this is cocaine yeah. cowboy time. You're right. I never even I never even put those two angles together for real. I never even thought so about that. We never that. got caught. You know? <laughs> <laughs> with Jesus, don't get caught. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Number one rule, baby. For <laughs> real. Hey, you pull me over all the time. Hey. I love you, yo. So we used to Eat hang with everybody that, that <laughs> with everybody. That was that was in that, huh? Yeah, because they in, the clubs, in the clubs. Yeah. Uh, 
That's what used to protect us. The streets used to protect us. You know, man, it was fucking. It was wild in Miami. Yeah, yeah. They would be like, "Yo, you don't need to be over here." (laughs) (laughs) Brother, why keep looking at me? What? (laughs) Wow, that's that's too mild of a word. (laughs) Outside might get hit in the head with a brick. Just (laughs) cause. Right, you kick a body out of your way to get to your car, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially check, your pocket, in check your pockets first. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow, yo, we find money and everything. We hey, all kind of stories. That's why you know we, we used to click so much with the people in the U, you know, because yeah. a lot of them being the club with us. And that's another thing <laughs> I definitely wanted to ask you about. How did y'all fit? Hold up, before I even get to that. Y'all won. Y'all, y'all pleaded this case, right? Right. And then somehow, some way, they pushed it to the Supreme Court, right? How did this? Nah, get we to... won in Broward. You County. won in Broward County, right? Okay. Right. The, the Supreme Court stuff came with um the parody with the Roy Orbison stuff. Okay, tell tell me more about that. Um, when we used um Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Oh, oh man. Right. Okay, so that's the Supreme Court case. Right. Okay, the obscenity case got squashed in Florida. Y'all won that on a state level. Right. In the Supreme Court, they were saying that, okay, they were saying that your song, I definitely remember reading about this. They were saying that your song was not fair use for a parody. Right. When it was, like, it's a parody, just like anybody else has a right to do a parody. Exactly. Yeah. They said we sat in that night live. Right, but they just didn't want rappers doing a parody. Samples. Right. We were sampling, you know, everybody else was sampling too, but they were taking like James Brown stuff. Right, exactly. When y'all got into that pretty woman, (laughs) whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody's shit. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) So they was like, yo, slow down. So, okay, I got you. That's how that went down. So that's the Supreme Court case. Right. All right. Yo, how do you feel to win, man? Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because the obscenity thing, we were facing a year in jail plus fines. Right. Y'all not going to take us off like that. Yeah, I'm not going to jail. <laughs> right, man. I ain't getting to legitimate business to go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's not You know what I'm saying? snitching back then. Exactly. Right. Right. Y'all just sit down, lay down. You was about to lay down through that time, bro. You was about to do that side. Definitely snitching now. Brothers can't do a day. (laughs) (laughs) These can't do three hours. (laughs) I know where he lives. Get y'all shit together, man. It's terrible. For real, man. It's terrible out here, man. Y'all don't even know. But yo, like I was always going to ask you before we even had to finish that that court case, because like we said, we always like to hear triumphant stories of heroes beating the feds. And y'all the original legends of beating the feds. I like what y'all history is of beating the police. Like, y'all, they tried to take you to the Supreme Court, couldn't take you. Tried to take you down on the obscenity charge. They tried to tell you what you could say. Like, I mean, that's that's really inspiration. You don't know, to a lot of people out here. For real, that made rappers feel like I, I can make a record like such and such and come out here and do it. And we went through all of that just for it to already be in the Constitution. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for it to already be a quote-unquote inalienable right. So I guess it wasn't in the Constitution for us as young uh, black rappers. You know yeah. that that Constitution don't really apply to uh, us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they don't really. They're like, some of that shit is for y'all, but yeah, like, come on, be serious. Man. One day. And one day. We'll get around to it. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, another thing that y'all were definitely recently featured in, and, you know, just like, it was a great look 
for Miami and the Two Live Crew. Was that 30 for 30? That's one of the best ones. With the K, the U? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one, man. So talk about a little bit how y'all were connected with that Miami football program and kind of like how they tried to make, make y'all villains. But y'all wasn't villains. They was fans of y'all, and y'all were like fans of them. Too, yeah, so we, because um, Luke and the Ghetto Style DJs, they used to do a lot of parties for, for a lot of the players at the U and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he knew a lot of them. A few of them that came from the hood, you know what right. I'm saying? So it was cool. It was regular relationships. Yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, we'd vibe with them in the clubs and stuff yeah. like that. And, they tried know. to play y'all like like y'all were like corrupting yeah. these kids. Nah, and stuff because, like you that. know, sometimes, you know, you know, we'll go after some of the same women. That <laughs> exactly. <laughs> y'all moved in similar circles. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I'm, I'm sure. Those guys were cool, man. I, I mean, bet. You could go down and stay in the dorm with them and everything. Y'all was rocking with, like, Michael Irvin. Yeah. Like, Jerome Brown. Yeah, Melvin yeah. Brown. Y'all was rocking with the boys, man. Red Perriman, yeah. Hey, those was the boys, man. That's the original you. That's the original you. Like, yeah, you know, I'm saying they, they had that swag back then. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. They had that swagger back then. They did. They, they did. They invented the swag. They really so. did, man. You know, in DC, you know, we always got love for the U because Sean Taylor. I got love for the U, period, because I, yeah. I like Miami. But Sean yeah, Taylor, you know, that's our guy, man. And Santana. Hey, Santana is our boy, man. Shout out to Santana Boss, man. Real nigga, we see him in the streets. For real, man. Good dude. So, like, man, y'all were out there, and tell us, please talk to us about these legendary Miami starter jackets, and where can, are they even still out here? Sports Authority. Sports Authority. Yeah, yeah. Sports Authority. Y'all started that, man. Y'all killed that, man, for real. Like just for Miami, but people were wearing them in, like, other cities. Absolutely, yeah. I I definitely had my, NWA had the the Raiders joints, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a good look. Y'all kind of like, you and NWA were really like the guys to bring that little style to the forefront. Even the whole, man, I know you, I remember you used to rock the bucket hats heavy. Like, you <laughs> see how bucket hats came back around in 2014 or 2015? Everybody back on that. That was an original style. It's a lot of stuff that you guys set trends and, and set standards for that a lot of people don't even really remember. But also, I got to ask you, like, when you were out here in these streets and, like, moving around, like, after... The Supreme Court case, you guys are like, it's it's blown now, right? It's fully worldwide now. Two Live Crew is worldwide. You going world tour? Nah, we yeah. just hit different places, you okay. know what I'm saying? That's one of the things that keep Two Live Crew out working today mm-hmm. is because we never toured too extensively back then. You know, okay. back then, we'll, you might do make some amount of dates and... And, you know, and sit it down because, you know. A lot of cats you know, tried to shut us out, too, like coming out of New York and stuff. Yeah. Shut us out. Yeah, it was some, some industry politics in that. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, you, you roll with the punches, you Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And, and they can't stop you, you know what I'm saying? I look at you out here in D.C. rocking the day. Once again, so the, the two live crew come to D.C. back in the day, like back in the 80s and stuff like yeah, that. Okay. okay, like. I remember the first time I came down here. I used to go hang out in some of the clubs and stuff. Where what clubs did you hang out in? DC? I can't remember. Some of the days. stuff on Georgia Avenue. Okay, where Cool was DJing. Okay, and stuff, you know DJ Cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Georgia Avenue was man extra lit back in the day. And plus, we did that record with Trouble Funk. You know. Okay. 
It's a two live crew trouble fuck record out here. Yeah, drop the bomb. Drop y'all did drop the bomb with trouble fuck. It's on um the move something album. Okay, see now that's a legendary DC track right there. That drop the bomb. Okay, and Trouble Funk is one of the OG go-go bands out here. That's right. Like, Trouble Funk, Rare Essence. Yo, man, absolutely. See, y'all be coming to DC for me. EU, look at that. Hey, Two Live Crew, that was popping with the go-go scene. That's tight. I, I like that. You need to get me some tapes now. Yeah, yeah. hey, look. <laughs> you take it back to tapes. PA Dallas, though. Yo, you know that place on uh, 7th and Georgia? They still playing go-go with the speakers out loud. They've been doing that all my life. Every time you come past this corner, seventh in Florida, you go in here go go every day. So yeah, I'm right next to the um, thing where they have the um, the is either Walgreens or CVS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what it is. You know exactly what it is. That thing been so many things. That should have been a Popeyes. Yeah. It been everything. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. So what's some of the wildest? What's one of the craziest stories y'all got from DC? I know too loud crew. Ran through DC. Like, yeah. I know. We had a few things. Mm-hmm. Talk, between give me DC one. And you, yeah, between DC and Baltimore. This uh, whole DMV. You know, because that old, uh, you know, when Frank Ski used to be doing his thing. Uh huh. Shout out to Frank Ski and the whole Baltimore Massive, man. For yeah. real. They, they represent heavy, man. We got a lot of respect. women. I just remember the chicks. Women, white? Right? Red bones out here. A lot of listen, out here. Can you, can, listen, I try to tell people. DC man, got some nice, friendly, spectacular friendly, friendly array women. of women mm-hmm. out here in DC, and man. That's friendly for too. a long time, huh? Mm-hmm. Since back then. Yeah. And, and now, and forever, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Keep it rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? We gotta keep it rolling, man. Right. It's, it's DC, man. I remember they used to have that record pool up there and everything. Yeah. Okay, so y'all used to really go hand. Y'all used to really be hand to hand, like you know, very firmly involved in distributing your record and getting it out there. Is that right. how the? That's how the. You see how the record business has evolved. Do you right. feel like that's missing from the game? Yeah, because there's no a, a lot of you know. Hand to hand with 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 your fans, your people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people don't go out, pass out your own flies or, right. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you, you, you got to touch people. You do. To right. feel you it. feel like social media is like a a good substitute for that, or do you feel like it helps the independent? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It brings them down. Well, it brings them to the same level as a, a major mm-hmm. because. If if you got the hustle and you got the the knowledge to use it wisely, mm-hmm. you could outshine somebody. You can, you can. You know like that's mean? a big that's a big thing in, the, in music now. That's why the majors aren't making money like they used right. to. Right. That's why you know you got to have your team together okay. and and get your grind up. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Learn to touch from the street to the social media Absolutely. and vice versa. You know you you don't need no. Half a million dollar video to to do anything. Get you a damn camcorder and just post every day on different things. Get you a a YouTube channel and play, play, bam, bam. Let it rock. Let that content fly, right? No doubt, brother. Straight for the OG, yo. So, like, do you keep in touch with music nowadays? Do you keep, are you. I listen to everything because my kids in the the (laughs) 20s, you know what I'm saying? They're they're, they're grown. Right, right. So they partying, so, they they know what's cool. And they be like, well, they're this, this, that, that, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. 
and so forth, you know. Okay, so they put you, they keep you current, like yeah, and they keep me grounded. Absolutely, that's what kids will do. I'm, I got an eight year old, and I'm learning now, like, oh, okay, yeah, this is gonna be serious. I have to like raise you. Okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> you know exactly. And, and yeah. that's what I choose. I choose my family. First, I, you know I, what I'm saying? So, so that's what you like. So like after all the craziness of the two live crew and like all of the, you guys hit your peak. Like I'd say like band in the USA. Right. This was huge. Like how y'all get the Bruce Springsteen sample back? Um, basically when they asked him, you know, he supported, he supported the cause. Huh? Exactly. That's what's up, man. He, Cause the boss ain't out here it. just letting motherfuckers yeah. just like use his records. He didn't charge, you know, so he didn't even charge up. That's Yo, up. Wow. That's uh, big, yeah, man. And, and that was history. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. That, that's the one right there. That's man. why you have to give it up to him. You know okay, so you're you always rocking with the boss, huh, man? Shout out to Bruce Springsteen, E Street Band. <laughs> Good news, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm, hey. a fan, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of everybody. That's real, man. You know, it, it, it took y'all a long way. So, like, yeah, and, you know, and that's why we're still here today absolutely. because of the fans, and we try to absolutely. give back. We even try to put aside our differences to do. You know, um, some reunion some dates reunion with, Luke, stuff with Luke, Luke and, and stuff like that. Know? Okay, so yeah. Yo, we do good. that. You know, that's so. good to hear, man. Like, cause it's, it's great to see like the legends out here, and it's also important, like that y'all use platforms like this, like to connect with a younger right. audience and like a different audience and educate some people. I hope everybody listening out there really learn something. You know, I learned something. Just I learned like a it. lot. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. That's why I wrote the book. Right. Let's talk you about know? this, man, because like. We got a brand new book for real, like, and this is like heavy. There's volume. Oh, there's pictures. Are there pictures? <laughs> yes, there are pictures. Yo, <laughs> there's pictures. So yeah, we we lit out here, yo. This is a, it's a good book, man. It is the tell-all autobiography of a hip hop legend. My rise to fame. Christopher Fresh Kid Ice Wong Wan. Right. Right. All right. I love it, man. So. That is the official title right here. Check, is it on Amazon? Yes, on Amazon. Yeah. Kindle Books. Yeah. Okay, all the book platforms, all the book sharing platforms. And it's self-published. And it's self-published because independent is the way to go, right? Yeah, exactly. I do everything <laughs> yeah, independent. Yo, you can do it for years, man. <laughs> status for years. These stories going gold independent in 86 to publishing a book independent in 2015. That's big, man. And this is progress. And You'll get all of these stories. You'll get all of this insight. So, go ahead. And when you... You'll get the history of Tula Crew in depth. The from day history. one. Right. We just gave and you a little year by year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And I'm sure that there are a lot of chapters in here that's like, yo, so Miami in and of itself, just as a as the backdrop. Miami, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere, all over the country. Different cities, tell you the best strip clubs in, in the country. My man. Um, the best groupies. What's the, the best rest. strip club city? Yeah. Uh, it's a tough question. Uh, yeah, I, I've been to some of the the little ones with the little go-go things that they had with they used to lock the doors and stuff. Oh, man. That, yeah, yeah, that was old school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you was in the best <laughs> Yeah, I used to be in older hood. Oh, you I've been in the the after place. parties with the fire department and kicked the front door oh, down. Oh, boy. Uh, you, yeah, you know what it is in DC. <laughs> like, you know what it is, man. I, 
I've like been Miami everywhere. got their legendary choice too. So it's like, right, was it I'm like kind of in that same wheelhouse a little bit? Yeah, somewhat. But, somewhat. Yeah, but yeah, Miami but is a I, whole number. I like the underground ones where you can get butt naked. That's right. <laughs> well, that's DC. Like I, I'm with Juicy J on the strip club rules. See bands will make her dance. I <laughs> just reference that song and know that those my rules. I remember that um, one tape I had. One, one DJ down here, he mm-hmm. he was DJing his birthday and shit, and then they had it on tape where he was he went back there for a hot second and he was getting some fire. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I had oh, a tape. Oh. I'm gonna get right back to this. <laughs> you had the whole record play. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I was like. It happens, man. Yo, y'all to live that extra wild life. Like, who do y'all feel like is like kind of like the I won't say the new two live crew because there ain't gonna be no new two live crew. But like, who y'all feel like is carrying on the tradition from like what y'all did, like in music nowadays? You know what I'm saying? You feel like anybody's really keeping that party vibe going that that you well, can like recognize? Party out of there, it is. Nobody would never be. Nah, be none of us, it ain't never gonna be another two live. Nah, it's like ask me like who I think that's nice out here: Kendrick Lamar, yeah. J Cole, right. Drake. But they're not like in that same vein. You don't feel nah, like, like party music like of the day. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel that party music of the day. Yeah, nah, because it is. It, it was a chemistry that we had, and you know that that swagger that we had from back then. You know, because sure we were young. We were foolish, and, <laughs> and, 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 that. and we felt like we couldn't be defeated. You know, that's right. real. But y'all did. I was when we just talked about that out there. You you can take L's and setbacks, but you ain't never. As long as you got the attitude, you never right. gonna lose. Right. You never gonna lose. And look at y'all here, rock the boat. Twenty five years later, performing live tonight. Right tonight is what uh, October twenty second. Today is October twenty second. That's right. October twenty second. At the Black Cat, you guys are going Black to it down. Black Cat. Cat. That's, that's a cool little venue, man. I was actually... 1811. 1811, 14th Street. Street. Hey, West. look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord, they got the address down. <laughs> I like because you're ready to promo. Get yeah, out there. Yo, but no, nah, I was actually at the party at the Black Cat on a Saturday. It was popping. And the upstairs, like the whole entire layout. Big venue, spacious, sound is real good. You're going to dig it, man, for real. So we're going to have some, a lot of diplomats going to be in the house. A lot of, mm-hmm. uh, it ain't fancy. Lot, it ain't fancy. A lot of political people. Yeah, they are. They going, you know, all of my political connects. One time, man, big shout out to my political cadet, Rodell, my bad hundred grand for setting this whole thing out, man, for real. Hey, bro, what's the name of your company, man? I got to shout the company out, man. Rock Solutions. Rock Solutions, man. Shout out to Rock Solutions for making this whole entire thing happen. Rock Solutions, for real. Shout out to Kiki (laughs) and Rock the Boat in the building. Kiki is in the building, doing a Rock the Boat. She got the MacBook out, putting in work. (laughs) That's what we do, man. We are. Here live with two live crew, man. Thank y'all so much, man. Appreciate the love. Instagram, real fresh. Get out. Shout out to official two live crew, man. So, what is it? It's Instagram, fresh kid ice, real fresh kid, real fresh kid ice, and the official two live crew, and official two live crew. The official or the the official two live crew. Both on Instagram, right? Right. Ross Donald on Instagram. Ross Donald. You can see me on the block. Hey, there you go. I always tell him. Ross Donald. Fresh get out of here.